Welcome back to my show and series, David Bornanson Unscripted. This is where we discuss careers, jobs, skills, challenges, businesses, and so much more. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce my friend and sales professional, Dan Thomas. He is a powerhouse in both sales and the software and automotive industry. And he has worked for companies like eBay, CA Technologies, and CompuWare, and even a major pen company in his past history. He graduated from Kent State with a BA and has held many titles such as Sales Director, Senior Development Manager, Sales Consultant, Software Consultant, and Sales Manager. I have known Dan for over 20 years now, and I consider him to be the gold standard in the world of sales, meaning that he's the best at what he does, connecting people and companies, and always giving 200% in the game of sales. So let's get started and get my first ever guest interview and podcast show going. All right. All right. Hello, everybody. And thank you for coming back to my show, David Bornanson Unscripted. And here today, it's my honor and pleasure to introduce my friend, Dan Thomas, to the show. How you doing, Dan? Good, David. How are you this morning? Great. <laughs> Great. All right. Let's get started because everybody's interested. This is my first time having a guest on the show. And this is going to be a trend going forward, Dan. So you're the first one in this attempt to get this right for a guest show host. All uh, right. Sounds all right. good. So we so everybody in sales and anybody in marketing and anybody that wants to get in sales, they want to hear from professionals like you and I. We've been in sales for over 30 years. We've played this game. We understand it. We understand the ins and outs, and we understand, we understand the good and bads. So, Dan, let's start with the simple questions first. Sure. Tell us a little bit about yourself, but also some of your background, and how did we meet? Okay, sounds good. So thank you again for this opportunity. Um, I've been in sales for, as you said, 30-plus uh, years. And um, the way that I got into the software industry was because of you. Um, I had a consumer product sales background and it took a person at three summit park in independence ohio to believe in me and it was you david um you saw my personality you knew my background i think you had a gut feel that we could work together my passion for whatever it might be a consumer product selling software consulting and you took a chance and you believed in me. And that made all the difference in the world. That launched and propelled me into the software industry. One that I will never regret and that I'm always thankful that you took a chance on me. And uh, I'm hoping from your perspective, I know from mine, 
that it paid off. So that was back in 1995 when I was first launched into the software industry. All right. So so that's pretty wild and crazy. And you're right. We met way back in the 90s. Right. And the thing is, in my lifetime, uh, working with so many different types of people, my job is always to find the best people in the world, the most talented, the most creative, the most uh, people that think and can and can deal with issues and work with people and understand sales and how to sell and close deals. Right. And one thing I, I, I really want the audience to understand this is um, we had an opportunity to meet. We had many meetings and then I brought you on board into the software world. Right. But the bottom line is the talents that you have to have that you have particular is, you know, understanding the entire sales process from beginning to end and how to work with customers and new clients. I mean, you, you have those skills that are locked down that are unbelievable skills. So you are a great fit. And what was really good, you exceeded all the expectations I ever had. So uh, I really appreciate that. And we've known each other for well over 20 years now. Oh, yes. All right. So be before we got into the to the software world, what inspired you uh, to actually get into sales? Like what was what was that trigger that said, I want to take this path, whether it's commercial, whether it's, you know, retail or wh whatever the case may be. Right. So. The, the thing that compelled me, Dave, to get into uh, sales was my father. My father was a salesperson, a manufacturer sales rep for many a companies. And I admired my father for his background and work ethic and getting to know products and services that he represented. I used to go on sales calls when he was selling to Seaway Foods or Super X Drugs, as an example. And I learned from him about good listening skills, taking good notes, um, more than anything, really listening to what the customer's interested in. So my father was very impactful in me getting into sales. And ever since I graduated from college, that's all I've done, uh, Dave, has been in sales. First starting out in consumer products, for a very large pen company, traveling nine plus states, quota driven, and then propelling myself into the software industry in 95 because of you. So um, my father was key to that. Wow. That, that's an incredible story. Uh, and it, almost an, a truly inspiring story, to be honest with you. Uh, and a couple of points that you made uh, about you know, getting into sales, what inspired you? But after you got into sales, you would travel the nine different states. And um, relating that back to today's world, um, you and I traveled all over the country. Uh, we even uh, got into Canada. I traveled all over Europe. Um, we traveled wherever we had to go in order to get deals done, in order to get That's transactions right. done, in order to have the critical meetings. And, and, and what are your thoughts on 
you know, like the people today that say, you know, I just want to work from home uh, and um, I really don't want to travel or I really don't want to come to the office. What are your just general thoughts about that? What's happening today versus how we actually sold and created million dollar deals, multi-million dollar deals and closed, you know, huge monster size transactions. Right. Um, what are your thoughts? So what a, what a great question, Dave, because the person that's considering getting into sales has to determine, am I a face-to-face -face type person that wants interaction and selling that way? Or another example would be, do I want to be over the telephone, smiling and dialing, making sales uh, phone calls and closing deals on the phone? So I've actually done both. I started out many years ago doing phone sales, but uh, um, I have now transitioned to face-to-face -face calls. I, I think it depends on the personality. You have to have the passion. You have to love being in front of people if that's what you want to do. Um, you have to you have to be a subject matter expert at the solutions or the service that you're providing. And one of the things that I've always done, uh, Dave, when I was at eBay and I was selling a software that was used by in excess of uh, 12,000 dealerships throughout the, the world, is you have to know what they're looking in, in terms of a solution. What, what do they want to accomplish? Of course, they want to sell, as an example, more parts. But what are they really trying to accomplish? Uh, maybe they're trying to launch into new markets that they've never been uh, to before. So you have to understand your value proposition. You have to be a subject matter expert. You have to, I'll go back to it, listen a lot, and then use what I call the nine block, the solution selling, uh, relating, reinforcing, uh, understanding their vision and how your product or solution applies to that, but building the return on investment, the ROI. You more than anybody taught me about building the return on investment that is so critical to any sales situation is knowing what that is. And, and you get that by asking a lot of questions and then listening to what the customer says to you. So it depends on your personality, which one you're going to be more comfortable with face-to-face -face selling, or are you comfortable with doing it over the uh, telephone? And uh, the interesting thing was the the most fun, the most exciting points about selling and working with corporations and businesses and individual people, to me, was the interfacing with the person live, one on one kind of thing. Sure, we right. made we made probably ten billion calls. Yes, cold, we did cold, cold calls, cold calls, and and. We, we talked to hundreds and hundreds of people and, and we'd get the no's, the no's. No, not interested. No, I don't want the product. No, I I, I just don't right. bother. Not a good time. Right. You know, but the interactions between one-on-ones were probably some of the best that we've ever done. Uh, but um, uh, you, you made another point that I think is critical. And I, and I really do mean this because I think this is where people make a mistake. You talked about through your process, through all the steps you went through, and, and what is really important to you is listening skills. 
How, what, what advice, Dan, do you have for the people are starting off with sales that don't understand that principle, you know, listening skills, any, any additional advice you have for people that really need to understand that point? Well, yeah, uh, listening would be um, asking the right or appropriate questions. So let's go to open-ended questions and then taking notes, understanding what that prospect is looking for, uh, relating and reinforcing. So what I heard from you is this, this, and this. Is that correct? So you have to have a communication that's open-ended, that you're asking the right or appropriate questions, reconfirming that that prospect agrees with what you just said to them, and then identifying key uh, points that's going to help them arrive at whatever it might be. Growing market share, increasing sales, obviously increasing profitability. So all the things you need to do. So listening is a skill and you have to be good at it and making sure that you understood what they said. And it is being quiet and listening to what the customer actually says. Oh, that's good. That's good. I think uh, in my podcast and a lot of the episodes I do, probably some of the most important points I point out is having solid listening skills. Out of everything that I could coach people on, I think people miss um, miss that point and they go through their sales process and they say to themselves, God, I just lost another deal. Uh, I just lost that customer. I just, right. I just, I had them on the phone. I thought I had them hooked and then I lost them. Right. And it's happened over and over and over again. <laughs> and people don't really understand. They let the customer talk a little bit, but how many times you and I have seen other salespeople that we coach that, that they're, given their speech, they're, they're given their pitch. Right. And they're all talking over the customer. Correct. Then the customer's telling them a whole bunch of stuff. They didn't pick up on 10 points the customer made. Right. Because they're just talking and talking and talking and no sales are getting done. The deals are collapsing and they lose it. They lose another deal. Anyways, go ahead, Dan. And it's knowing your audience, uh, Dave, to, to add on what you're saying, listening, but listening to each of the um, prospects in the room. As you and I both have done, you could have a CIO, uh, a director of business development. You could have multiple people, and they have different motivations for trying to accomplish what they're trying to do. And you need to understand what those motivations are of each of those people. And... Uh, we kind of used this when we were together, the uh, Siebel target account selling, uh, how to insulate yourself from competition, know the differences of your product or service versus your competitors so that uh, they think of you as the top choice when they're going to choose a, a uh, solution. Very good. Very good. Great tips. Great tips. Now, uh, it's always funny because I, I, I've always used my title. I love the title of my show. Uh, but at the end, it says unscripted. Right. Like the funny funny part is, like, uh, to the right of me, I've got my questions list in front of me. So <laughs> my questions are scripted. So it's kind of right. funny. And then I interpret it the way I want to. But I'm looking at the list just to see um, 
some of the key points that I wanted to make in today's session because we have so many good good things to talk about. But um, what what tips would you share for people that are considering going into sales right now? Right now in their career, they've done something. They've either worked in commercial, they worked in retail. They, they did some, maybe some kind of sales, maybe uh, uh, telecom sales or maybe something else. And they're considering going into a, a powerful sales position. What tips would you offer them uh, before they jump in and maybe what their expectations should be? Okay. So I would say get to know the industry that you're interested in propelling or getting into. Uh, whether it be you want to sell uh, robotics or artificial intelligence or application testing tools is to really get to know that subject, research it, talk to people, interview uh, people in that industry or that are currently doing that and interview them like a, a, a customer interview and find out what, what they're interested in. Uh, and why they got into it. So I think you have to also have a passion for whatever it is you're trying to get into. So one of the things that I had a passion for was automated testing tools, software. And I did a lot of research on companies and I ended up going with, I'll call it one of the top companies out of Sunnyvale, California for testing applications, database, operating systems and servers. And this software was so well thought of, it was a pleasure to be representing and selling that software solution because companies, when they used the software, found out issues that they never knew that they had by using the software. And I go back to a very large supermarket down in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they were looking to launch a prescription application and they didn't know how it would behave on their servers well they they came to us uh we did our research on their company we understood because we had a group meeting what they were looking for how they wanted to launch the test pilot solution and they ended up when they did a test pilot with our software they uncovered that they had servers that could not handle the amount of, I'll call them clients or people that logged in to fill prescriptions. So we helped them not only with launching a new software solution, a prescription filling solution, but they knew that they had to improve their hardware. And that's something that they never planned on, but they knew from what we did that they had to ramp it up. They had to do something differently. So I love the idea that we helped them with an application, but we found other errant areas within their architecture that they had to uh, improve to help them uh, grow this uh, new application. And this new application was scheduled to bring about $10 million in additional revenue. And it was one of my greatest sales events that I had at this, uh, this software company out of Sunnyvale, California. Wow. 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 That was a lot 
to unpack. But what an incredible story. And and I think a lot of salespeople, uh, and I won't just say today, I'll just say in general. I, I won't use today's uh, uh, up and coming salespeople that are coming up today, but I'll just say in general, uh, the people that want to get into sales, that are thinking of getting into sales, that want to sell something, that want to uh, uh, showcase something, that want to work with a product or company. It doesn't matter either. It doesn't matter industry. It doesn't matter company, whatever. I think the things that are lost, the things that you and I have always prided ourselves on is the solution we bring to the customer and how they benefit. Not, right. not right. wow, I'm getting that 10,000 K commission check. Correct. And, and, and it's, it's easy to, to lose that point because it's never about, you know, we're, sure. We're, we're always constantly looking to make money. Yeah, we get right. that, but right. you don't deliver a good product and a good solution and integrate it and makes them actually make money. They can generate revenue for their company with the solution you just implemented. That's right. I think so many people lose that point of what the value proposition really is. The value proposition is the company's taking your solution and then presenting it to their customers. That's and right. They're generating tens and 20 and $50 million worth of revenue for their company or a billion dollars worth of revenue for their company. So I, they, I think that story that you just talked about is incredibly important. Like it, 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 is. it, it is. is, you know, some of the best stuff that you've ever been involved in. And and switching gears a little bit, just sure. just sure. J- just to take another perspective on on sales and so forth. Um, you and I have had the pleasure and honor, and have been extremely fortunate. Uh, like in my lifetime, I have over I call uh, my Emmys and Oscars. <laughs> uh, I have over twenty Emmys and Oscars. That's right, you do. And I, and I know yeah. you have a massive amount, and you won't even give me the number. I've asked you like a hundred times, give me the correct number. But you've won so many damn awards, I can't even count them all. Uh, but Dan, Dan, what what are your thoughts about being part of that elite group, and you know, sharing those moments when when your name is called and you and you win in those awards? Right. And and by the way, I'm going to clarify for our audience, you have the most President's Club. That would be sales achievement above 100 plus percent of any sales rep I've ever known. So kudos to you, Dave. Uh, because you really, yeah, you uh, you you outshine me for sure. But to give you an example, um, I worked for a software company down in Richfield, Ohio selling software to the automotive industry. I was the first person in their history as a company to do six consecutive president's clubs in a row. Um, That would be achieving 120% of quota or greater. And that, I, I have to tell you, being on the wall, being at the president's club, because it's an exclusive club, meant more than any money could ever offer me that I was with 
the top guns, the elite of the elite. And I felt good about myself, what I provided the company, that I helped my customers be the best that they could be. Uh, President's Club to me is at, at the top of any recognition that any organization or company could, could offer. And I, I, I can't tell you enough how much that means to me. That's great. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's such a great story for the people that are working hard right now. And even like now, we're coming to the end of a quarter. Right. Uh, March. You know, right. March is coming close and fast. And just to get to your numbers for that quarter, just to achieve those numbers for the quarter, maybe you've got a half a million dollars you've got to close. Maybe you've right. got a quarter of a million dollars, maybe $100,000. It doesn't matter about the number. It's just getting there to set yourself up for the next three quarters. Right. So, so uh, you know, six, seven, 100% clubs in a row is beyond uh, – uh, it's unbelievable to achieve that. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank, thank you, Dave. And again, I'll never be able to match you, but, uh, you know, I gave it a, a shot. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's a, such a great story. And that leads me into the next thing that just came sure. up while we're, while we're talking. Sure. Uh, because you've done it all, like inside sales, outside sales. Tell, uh, tell us, I, I yep. don't care whatever kind of sales, whatever right. type of sales, I've done it. Uh, you've done it. And, right. and, I, and I've said in my intro that you're the gold standard in the world of sales, period, bar none. There's nobody, nobody has your skill set. Um, uh, and it's extremely hard to achieve that skill set. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. That but, means but, a lot coming from you. But, but I do have a question for you for once sure. again for the audience. Sure. Talk a little bit about your own personal experiences and, and impression. Let's go to the inside sales organization. Anybody that's working inside sales, what, what do you think in your opinion is their challenges and what they have to be careful about? Like what might be some of their challenges if they decide to go into inside sales and what should they be you know, careful about not making a hundred mistakes in the process? Okay. So anybody that's doing inside sales, and, and actually this goes back to that six consecutive president's club, because a lot of the sales were on the phone. You, you have to absolutely have a passion and, and know your solutions. You have to get to the right people in that organization. So um, you have to know the organization you're calling into and inevitably who's making the decision. Uh, you have to know some information about the company you're calling into. As an example, I knew that the dealers I were calling into had high idle inventory. Idle inventory means parts that haven't sold in nine months. That's idle inventory. So I already knew information about that organization before I even called in and that they were looking for ways to get rid of that idle inventory and my software solution met their criteria, and I could close the sale online and see the contract come through in minutes. So being a subject matter expert, knowing the needs 
of that prospect and then asking, closing for that order. You have to ask for the order. You've earned it and you can ask. And then you go through your sales process, i.e. solution selling. It could be another uh, sales process. But um, it's not just smile and dial. You have to be passionate and, and caring about these prospects and know that you can bring a solution to them. And it is, in a lot of ways, making 25 to 50 calls, and I'm talking phone calls per day, and maybe I'm closing 10 deals on a good day. I was the only rep, as I went, go back to Richfield, that uh, closed in excess of 1,200 contracts a year at this company, and I did that for six years. So you really have to know what you're doing and be passionate about it and close. Ask for that order. You got to do it. All right. So that that is some incredibly good insight into the world of inside sales. Oh, yes. So I love it. I love it. And uh, I was just looking at my clock because we knew we were going to keep this down to a certain amount. And we've got a little more time left, but um, uh, we got to get in some critical points. How many times, you know, I was thinking about your story and it just brings me back. It brings oh, yeah. me, it brings me back. How many times did we make a hundred calls a day? Right. And get two people to actually talk to us, actually right. talk to us about some serious issues. And then we can help them and guide them to a meeting and then to for further uh, demos and, and then closing them and so forth. It took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls. It did. And, and I know you probably, if, if we had to count your call count, it's probably in the, it's got to be, you know, 50,000 calls or 100,000 calls or 500,000 calls. It, it's a lot over a lot of years. Over right. over a lot of years, so so that that's what that's what the world of sales is all about. All right, so um, uh, oh, uh, a quick question. This won't be hard. Uh, today, if you were going to jump into a company today, what are your thoughts about? Would you go to a startup company, or would you go to like the oracles or sales forces of the world? That's a great question because to me, the way that I did it was looking up and uh, on uh, the software magazine, top 100 uh, software vendors, are they, are they hiring? What about their technology? What about their technology is unique? And then how does my skill set fit in with that? Do I know a lot about databases? Do I know a lot about application testing? Uh, or uh, application development. So a lot of the things that I did was to research those companies and see where I could fit in the best based on my background. So I use Software Magazine, uh, local Cranes magazines to see, hey, who's the top 100 uh, companies in this area that are software vendors? And I would look at them and go after them. So those are some of the tools that I use. And then uh, networking. So people like yourself, Dave, or uh, people that do user groups. You and I used to do many a user groups. That was a great resource to figure out who I wanted to work for. So those are the kinds of things that I would do. 
Okay, so before we go on to the next point, uh, I'm going to call this, because I could tell already, we could spend like five hours on so many different key points to selling <laughs> and, uh, and prospecting and, and the process and the logic and why people should jump in and don't jump in and why they should get even, even consider into sales. So, um, uh, we're, we are going to have to call this, you know, some podcast segment, and then we'll have to have a follow-up uh, already. Uh, I could see we're not going to get in all the great questions, but, right. but I think, I think this is a great, um, learning experience for anybody that listens to the show. All right. So I'm going to stop with the critical questions. And I was just looking at my list, some just right. fun, fun fact questions, because that way we'll wrap up the time we have. Sure, sure. So these are these are the fun questions. So um, and you can just give me rapid responses. And if you want to expand, that's fine. So okay. um, inside sales versus outside sales and why? OK, Inside sales, if you're you're not comfortable in a face-to-face -face or you're intimidated by a group, inside sales works very well. Uh, you uh, you have your computer in front of you, and maybe it's a, uh, a I'll call it a script script in terms of the points that you want to cover when you're talking to that client. So if that's what you're comfortable with, go with inside sales. And remember, if you do. Uh, are successful in inside sales, guess what? You can transition outside sales if that's what you want to do next. Now, the person like you or me, we love outside sales. We love being in front of the customers, doing what we love, listening, uh, uh, doing the evaluative criteria, what is that prospect or customer looking for, and then identifying how you're going to help them get there, the vision. So I liked the outside sales uh, uh, relationship that worked best for me. And for a lot of years, you and I have both done that. And to me, that's what you have to figure out what, which one you want to do. Okay. So, uh, here's an important question in, for your life. Um, a simple one though, uh, becoming a seller or you either love selling or you want to manage people. So either you, you become a seller or versus managing? What do you think? For me personally, it's it's selling. I like managing territories, growing the business, helping my customers, having them come back to me. Uh, a lot of them, if you've done them right, they refer you. So that's the part I like. Manager, like you, not only was successful and did more presidents clubs than I did, but you liked managing and were comfortable and were successful at managing people. Uh, that's why people like yourself go into that. I, I was not inclined to that, but that's because I was more comfortable in the sales, just managing myself and my territory, my quota and helping customers. Very good. Very good. And kind words. I got to give you props for that. You always throw in some kind words uh, and I don't prompt you for that. Uh, okay. So, um, uh, a crazy technology uh, uh, question. Do you like uh, watching YouTube videos or would you prefer uh, reading or watching something on Amazon Kindle? Okay. Um, 
I learned from YouTube videos. So if you didn't know this, I uh, I program my amateur ham radios by wow. Wow. by learning from YouTube. So I have the model number of the the radio, and I I go to subject matter experts, and literally, Dave, within minutes, I very quickly learn how to do it as opposed to an owner's manual. Nothing wrong with the owner's manual, but I like watching people that are experts and how they do it. So I like YouTube, but I will share with you, I do read a lot. So I read books. And uh, so every, I'll, I'll, I'll say every 60, 90 days, I am reading uh, another book. I just read a book uh, called Overrun uh, by Todd Benzman, and I'm going to go on to my next book. So I do encourage to read, whether it be about sales or sales process, to read something, to learn something, enrich yourself. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. We're going to see if we can squeeze in one last little comment, and then uh, we have to go. Uh, so um, to wrap this up, um, product, products versus services. What do you prefer to sell? Products versus services. My, my preference is, is products. It's tangible. I can touch it. I can uh, show it off, if you will. So I prefer products, but I've also, as you know, Dave, I've done consulting services. So you have to be really sharp on your vision skills and value proposition of you versus about 10,000 other people that do consulting services. So my preference is, is uh, um, product sales, and I would consider software a product sales. All right. Okay. So this is a wrap. I want to thank Mr. Dan Thomas for uh, such right. an incredible – such an incredible moment and such an incredible podcast episode here. And I want to thank everybody for viewing this today. And we're going to have Dan back. There's, there's no question. We got to have Dan back for another segment because we've got such so many more points to make about selling we do. And, and what people should uh, be looking for when they get into sales. So thank you very much, Dan. Have All a wonderful right. week. And All I look right. forward to talking to you again. Thanks for listening to this episode of David Bornanson Unscripted. If you enjoyed this show, please rate it and share with your friends. We'll see you in the next episode.